Welcome to Permission to Fail, the podcast. My name is Bella Kaja and join me as I explore the stories about failures and how we can turn them into meaningful success. Each week, I discuss topics that matter to women and together with our experts in the subject matters, I hope you find strength amidst all life's challenges. This podcast is in support of Darul Arkham or Muslim Converts Association of Singapore whose mission is to transmit knowledge, provide a safe upbringing away from negative influences and to develop a strong character through the values of Islam. Thank you for allowing the space for unity and learning for our interracial couple that we're about to interview in our show. Hi, everyone, and thank you so much for joining me here at Permission to Fail, the podcast. Today, we talk interracial marriage, and who better to come on board and share their experience with me than my beautiful couple, Mike Chen and Shabana Kaja. Welcome. Welcome to the show, guys. Hi, Bella. Thank you for having us. Hey, Bella. Uh, Mike and Shabana, their family. Uh, and I'm really, really excited to have them over to share their narrative, their story, their experience, because there's so much to learn about marriages, especially um, newlyweds, right? Uh, so I'm here to celebrate their love, share a little bit more about, you know, what what it takes to actually build a really strong marriage, especially one uh, that's inter-ethnic, um, interracial. So let's talk about that. So guys, uh, tell us a little bit more of what you do and who you are. Mike, go for it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm American, uh, Chinese, Korean, um, grew up in a Christian family uh, and currently living in the U.S., uh, working in finance uh, for Nike. Wow, nice. Thank you so much. So that's like your Chinese and Korean. Wow, look at that, right? And then Shab, so like, tell us a little bit more about yourself. Hi, so I'm Shabana. Um, I am half Chinese, half Indian. Um, I'm Singaporean. Yeah. Um, and I moved to U.S. last February um, with Mike. And I'm spending some time with family uh, for a couple of weeks here in Singapore for vacation. Um so yeah, that's pretty much about it. That's, I remember, you know, just bringing you guys over uh, over to the house and for dinner, I'm like, you know what, Shabs, I have an idea. I would love for you to come over as my guest because the truth is, um, I know I know you guys personally and I wanted to celebrate your love and, you know, um, you know exactly what you are as people uh, and, and I know there's so much about you guys that I think is going to really inspire others. So that's why I thought, you know, Shabs, why don't you come to the show? And then I heard the story about how you met for the first time over dinner. And I was like, I didn't know that's how you met. Oh my gosh, please tell us, how did the both of you meet? Um, so we actually met via an um, online dating app. It's called Happen. Um, it basically um, matches two people um, in the same vicinity. Um, we laugh about this all the time. Um, Mike <laughs> tried to actually reach out to me a number of times um, <laughs> when our profiles match, but I ignored um, when I eventually responded was because of boredom and um, I thought it was a conversation that would go nowhere and now we are here um, 
We are about to celebrate our second um wedding anniversary this weekend, actually. So yeah, time flies. Wow, look at that. Look at that. Wow, amazing. <laughs> Two years, yeah. Okay, so that's Shabana's version, right? Mike, do you have anything to say about that? Okay. Uh, I, mean, I think I only try once or twice. I don't know. Um, and I forget. I thought I thought she reached out to me first, but I don't know. Yeah, but it was a. Uh, I think what Shabana said is mostly accurate, and um, I tried a couple of times, got ignored, um, but then finally she responded. So, and the rest yeah. is just- yeah, playing hard to get always helps, there, Shabs. Playing hard to get always helps. <laughs> Like, okay, so this is, for those who are listening, this is actually a video podcast and I'm actually looking at them and I can tell you they have such chemistry together. And, and, I, I'm, I'm, and I'm curious, right? I mean, like to go on an app to find your soulmate. I mean, you don't, you don't go to an app to actually look for a soulmate. You go there to actually, you know, to seek out, you know, maybe someone, you know, to have a conversation with, someone in common. Um, was it fearful? I mean, like when the first time you, you doing this on the app, was it fearful? Like, do you, do you feel nervous, Shabs? Um, no, so we, you know, um, we exchange a couple of messages and typically, you know, after having a conversation with someone over a couple of days, you can gauge, um, you know, his personality, his interest. Um, so I gave it time before, you know, um, eventually meeting, up, meeting him up in person. And I really enjoyed our conversations via the app. Um, and that's why I decided to... Um, show up when um you know we when he planned for a meeting and you know it wasn't he didn't uh, appear to be someone totally different online and offline so he was uh, very coherent with you know the conversations that um, we had so yeah so i think for people out there who want to explore um online dating it's there are ways you can do it safely and if you're unsure, then when in doubt, then probably might not be a good idea. Mm. Um, give it some time to have, you know, a conversation with someone for, you know, a couple of days or weeks, um, yeah. you know, before meeting up with a person. Yeah. Mike, how do you feel about this? And when you when you were doing this, it was in Singapore. Was it hard? I mean, like for you to actually, you know, put yourself out there as a as a man right as a male because these are the things that you know we, we, we question you know someone's ego right you know you're putting yourself out there you're putting yourself uh, your vulnerability out there how does it feel for you to put yourself out there on the app and then like finding Shabana at the end yeah no I mean I think you know just given how busy I guess our calendars are our schedules like I think it's hard to, to find or make other time I guess to meet people for me using the app you're right like you know you have to be kind of vulnerable but you know in a day if, if you do want to find somebody you gotta you gotta make make use of the you know whatever's available in terms of technology and so it wasn't it wasn't too difficult wow look at that how the universe brings you guys together i'm so sorry i'm so biased because you guys are family and i'm just <laughs> <laughs> i'm just looking at you both and um i am i am in awe i'm really blessed to have you both in my life and i know this podcast is really gonna help someone out there because especially because uh, you know the nervousness of, of you know just you know, just being vulnerable, dating again, finding themselves uh, a soulmate at the end of the day. I mean, like there's possibilities, yeah. There's a lot of possibilities, and technology helps. So let's talk about. All right, so you've done the dating, you've done the courting. Now it's time to talk marriage. Uh, walk me through that process, Mike. When you propose, you know, you know, she's she being, you know, Chinese, Indian, and our families are huge. I mean, like, I'm coming from a backdrop of like as a Malay family. 
family. Our families are big, but then as an Indian Chinese family, there's a lot of people to meet. Mike, were you nervous? You know, um, I, I probably should have been more nervous. <laughs> I, you know, I didn't realize the family is that big, but, you know, I think, I think everybody, uh, you know, it's been for welcoming. Uh, and so yeah, that definitely made it a lot easier. Um, yeah, you know, I think you know, once I, you know, met Shabana, we went on a few dates. I kind of already knew, like, right, right from the beginning, um, that you know she was the one. And so, probably a few months later, we, you know, I, I met her, uh, her parents, uh, and her siblings, and everything was very smooth and very, um, again, just very welcoming. And so, it just, it just seemed natural. And then, uh, obviously, you know, given how big the family is, it probably took a few more months to kind of meet uh, everyone else that um, you know were influential in uh, Shibata's kind of. Uh, growing up and so after we met everybody we talked a little more and then uh, decided on the appropriate timing uh, for the marriage and how long did it took from like you know courting to like you know you know walking down the aisle like how long was that shops so we actually met um in july 2017 and wow. we got married in august 2019 so that was very quick it was like probably about two years mm. of you know dating and uh, meeting families from both sides. When you had to tell your parents, right, um, yeah. that, you know, you're about to get married to someone who's not of the same race or like in this case, not of the same faith, was it challenging, Shavana? Well, my parents themselves, uh, they also had an interma- uh, interracial marriage. So um, this is an, a new concept. Um, to them. Um, I grew up embracing, you know, two different cultures. Um, so marrying someone of a different background wasn't a concern, you know, to, uh, to anyone. Um, it was definitely more eye-opening for Mike and it is still, mm. it still is. Learning a new culture or religion um, definitely uh, takes time. Um, the benefit of uh, marrying someone, you know, of Christian faith, um, of Christian faith previously, um, is that, you know, there are many overlaps, um, you know, so we are talking like from Adam and Eve to Abel and Cain to David and Goliath and all the prophets. Um, so the learning curve is definitely a lot smoother. Um, mm. Yeah, I think with regards to, you know, my parents, they are definitely warm and welcoming um, because they, they have been through the same, you know, they've been through the same thing before. Mm. Um so on my side, you know, I didn't, I didn't worry too much about sharing the news with them. And yeah, so it actually went quite smoothly. Wow, that's nice. That's nice mm-hmm. to know that the parents are absolutely open. Because I also believe that, you know, because your mom is Chinese, your dad is Indian, mm-hmm. they're definitely open to that concept, right? That's um, right. How, how, about, how about Mike? Like, do you feel like they, your, yeah, like your mom and your sisters, they were as open because like you're about to marry someone who's not an American, just Singaporean. Were you were you nervous just telling your mom like what's going on here? Um, you know, I I was not too nervous. You know, I think uh, so. I, I'm the only uh, the youngest and only uh, son, I guess, in the family, and so they just they just want me to be happy. <laughs> and I, I think uh, getting married, um, you know, they just want me to be happy. And so once I told them, they didn't ask too many questions. Uh, and also growing up in America. Uh, where you know, there's there's a lot more interracial uh, marriages uh, is, is pretty common, and so um, yeah, they're just they're just excited to kind of meet her, um, yeah. regardless of where she came from or, or her race. Yeah, and if 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 some and if our listeners uh, who's listening in, I mean, like a lot of them sometimes they feel kind of hopeless. There's that fear 
um, of especially if their couple is in their twenties, right? Um, young millennials, right? Um, and then you know that fear of like, should I do this? I like, I don't wanna, I don't wanna upset my parents too much. Like, um, and there's that fear of like that rejection. Uh, my if there's an advice to anyone, you know, the, a couple who's listening in and they are dating someone who's not of the same ethnicity or faith, what would you say to them, Mike? I mean, I think, I don't know, I, growing up, again, this is probably more of American thinking, but, um, okay. you know, I, I do think in the day, you need to make sure you're happy. Um, and, you know, you just got to just talk to your parents and, and uh, make sure they understand, you know, why or what you're thinking. Uh, and I think over time, they will accept. Um, and you might be surprised that they might just care about you and your happiness. And, um you know, maybe you're you're overthinking it, uh, and yeah. so it's, it's worth having a conversation. I like that exactly. I think a lot of a lot of people overthink a lot of things, right? Sometimes they feel like, oh my gosh, like everything is gonna go south. But actually, is um they embrace it. I mean, like I'm coming from a perspective where my own cousin married someone of a different race. She's Chinese, and like uh, they gave birth to like a really beautiful boy, and like uh and and everything worked out fine. So I think for those who are listening, I think like I think we have that conversation to be open minded, that open minded. Is, is always there for parents especially for parents so don't think that this is something that is not not possible right Shabana I mean like I mean you would know this right yes exactly um, and I think in today's you know um, context I've seen so many uh, mixed couples it's um, a lot more common mm. um, these days as compared to I think my parents time I don't see that many mixed kids uh, back in school um, as compared to, you know, um, today's, um, yeah. you know, cu- current times where, you know, I've yeah. seen a lot of my friends or also, you know, um, who've got interracial marriages. So, yeah, I think people are more open um, mm. to the concept and idea and more and more people are more welcoming um, mm. to, to such marriages as well. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I think it's definitely you know, a conversation worth having with parents, you know, it's, I don't see, I don't see it as a huge barrier as compared to, you know, back in the day. Guys, let's talk about, you know, Mike is American, Chinese slash Korean. So he kind of fits the whole like Asian narrative because like when he's in Singapore, everybody thinks he's probably Chinese Singaporean, right? Until he opens his mouth and go like, what's that accent? Mike, that, have you ever like, you know, like walk to the malls and the streets and, and when you open your mouth and they are like gawking at you and go like, huh, where do you get that accent? Do you get that all the time? Oh yeah, no, for sure. Um, and yeah, I think you're right. I definitely look, I guess, look the part. Yeah, once I speak or uh, or try to try to understand, I guess what the hawkers are saying or um, it's definitely a little more challenging. And so uh, it's pretty it's pretty clear I'm not from here. So like what you said, um, we we look Asian. So yeah. um, people don't actually like have a double take when they see us. And usually, you know, there, there have been cases where uh, people speak to me in Mandarin Street um, when I'm with him. <laughs> there have been times where... Um, you know, someone might speak to him like um, in Malay. Yeah. Um, so we were dining um, at Eric Street the other day and the waiter was speaking to him in Malay. And <laughs> so he was like, I was lost. I was lost. I just looked at that. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think, that's, I think that's the only, uh, you know, that I've, I've encountered but apart from that um, we don't get 
um, strange looks or anything like that because we we look pretty similar I think I mean mm-hmm. okay so that's the thing this is in the context of Mike and Shabana here in Singapore uh, and then you know um, walk us through right Shabana you've, you've now moved to another state and again this is part of my expat series as well right mm-hmm. you moved to the states um, tell us a little bit more about like where you know what, which part of the states uh, that you are in and do you that whole Asian Singapore you know like uh, rootedness any different from um, you know from where you are you know when you're over there okay so we are currently um we are based in Portland um, Oregon so it's definitely very different over there um the pace uh is um slower so it's definitely yeah. more um laid back wow. um it is vibrant city with you know beautiful mountains and beaches wow. um and so on in terms of uh, the culture and um, you know the people uh, I would say pretty much very westernized over there that's something um, I'm comfortable with because you know I've worked with um, international people um, and travel a lot so um, it wasn't a steep learning curve for me so yeah in terms of integration moving you know the transition moving yeah. from, you know Singapore yeah. um, to Portland um, that has been smooth. I remember the first few weeks when um, yeah. I was in Portland, um, I was actually busy with, you know, house hunting and wow. unpacking, you know, sorting out my visa application um, and so on. Um, then eventually when, you know, things um, started to settle down, um, you know, that's when, you know, I got into routine of things. Um, Mike was also very um, helpful in, in you know, assisting me with the transition, you know, making sure that we are living in a, a place that, you know, is safe and convenient for me, um, you know, connecting people with, you know, uh, co- connecting me with, you know, um, people in Portland um, and so on. So yeah, the transition is, it has, you know, it, it was a smooth one for me, thankfully. Wow, it mm-hmm. must have been, it must have been, nerve-wracking at the same time exciting this is like a new place new adventure um and then i'm sure you've learned a lot as well shabana i think the western culture and our singapore culture um there are there are there are slight uh differences and there's a lot of similarities as well um i'm I'm very sure you've learned uh, a few things so when you were there uh were there some uh you know were there experiences over there that really made you go like wow that's something singaporeans will do too nothing came to me as um a shock um, in yeah. Portland, um, yeah. the the benefit of you know um, having the opportunity to travel to US before was you know definitely a good one. So yeah. um, you know I have uh, you know interacted with Americans before. I have seen the Western culture, um, and I've also worked with um, Americans in terms of you know embracing the culture or you know learning about um, the lifestyle and so on. Um, nothing came to me as um, a shock or surprise um, and it's it's a very personal place in Portland as well so yeah yeah, um, yeah. it is in terms of uh, you know the way of life and so on like whatever I've been doing um, mm. in Singapore I can actually still carry on the same activities um, in Portland yeah yeah wow mm. and I, I'm very sure my you must have been 
a real celebratory moment, right? When Shabana is back in your city, she saw you know you know like the place where you grew up. Uh, it must have been it must have been surreal to have the love of your life over there. Uh, you know, tell me a little bit more about like your feelings when Shabana. I mean, like you spent in Singapore a couple of years in Singapore, and now Shabana went over to your country. How how does that how does it feel? How does it make you feel? Yeah, I mean, I think you know it's a it's a big like it's a big sacrifice to to leave mm. your 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 home and your family, mm. uh, especially given just how you can how close and how big her family is. And so, uh, you know, knowing that uh, she's kind of willing to to follow me to the U.S., um, mm. you know, obviously um, gives me confidence, I guess, in, in our relationship. Um, mm. And also, just you know, I'm also just also excited to kind of share with her, you know, just American culture. Um, and some of the things that you know what what Portland and what the US is known for. And so again, grateful. Uh it's definitely yeah. part of the sport and then uh super excited, you know, for to kind of share that adventure. Oh, and 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 I know that you guys have had like a, a really amazing time over there. I mean, like we've seen pictures, you shared pictures over you know to us, and I'm very sure it's it's something that is, is a real big adventure. So let's come back to the idea of like, all right, so now you've moved, right? And now, Mike, um, you are now a revert. Your decision to convert to Islam, right? It must have been must have been a little bit challenging at first. The reason why we have this, um, you know, we have this um, podcast is to talk about human connection. Is to talk about there's so many narratives out there. I want to celebrate these moments, right? So, Mike, his decision, Shabana, to convert to Islam, you know, must have had that must have felt like really like something that you know you go like, oh my gosh, I I hope he understands. You know, like the responsibilities and all that was it nerve wracking Shabana when um when you when you had to tell him like you know what to go through this there's gonna be some processes there's gonna be certain ways a way of life and all that how do you break it down to in Shabana because the thing is we talk about a lot of interethnic relationships right but not many people would want to make that sacrifice even up to the level of faith and I know that you might have had that deep conversations with Mike prior. And I just want to have an understanding of what goes into that conversation, so that when someone hears this, right, they know they're not alone. So, so that's what um, this whole podcast is about: is to let them uh, to to allow a space, right, a space where to make them feel, or, or anyone who's listening, to make them feel that they're not alone. So, Shabana, walk me through that moment where uh, how do you guys meet in the middle? I think it uh, it helps a lot to highlight this uh, from the start of. The relationship wow. um, so you know of course you know after dating for a while and you know when things are starting to get serious um, and you know when we we see ourselves together you know we, we see that we we want to get married at some point so that's definitely a, a discussion worth mm. having um, if it's a conversation that can be brought sooner in the relationship that would be um, ideal just to you know give the other party a heads up on you know what to expect um, and you know um, the uh, I would say the expectations um, of marrying mm. someone you know of someone who is Muslim so the good thing is that Mike has got friends um, who are Muslims as well um, and Mike has friends who are also converts so that makes it um, easier it's not a new concept wow. to him so of course, you know, when I introduced, you know, the concept in that, okay, you know, um, at some point, you know, before, you know, we look into marriage, she definitely need to convert and so on. So he he was um, definitely open, um, you know, he took it with an open mind. Um, and of course, I think it's important to deliver the message properly as well. So 
when I um, delivered, you know, the message to him, I, I was tactful and, you know, was also sensitive. Um, I, I gave him time to process, um, to process, uh, you know, the, the concept wow. and, and so on. And of course, over time, you know, I slowly introduced him to um, the religion and, you know, um, different people, you know, and so on. So that, that helps. So I think you have to pace it. Um, that's important and not just um, overload the person and understand that such it's a big transition and um, it will need time. Um, so you can't expect like an overnight change as well. Then the thing is, right, we have this assumption that um, the other party will do it for the sake of love and there's always that idea of like we should be doing it because we genuinely believe in it and is, mm-hmm. is that something that you felt Mike you know like when Shabana mentions that you know I, I this is I give you full respect full disclosure this is my faith this is my religion it must have been hard to process that because like you grew up Christian and now like you know making that switch it, it can be a little bit daunting as well so Tell me a little bit more about how you feel, Mike, when, you know, you had to make that decision to the Shahada, um, you know, embracing Islam. Um, was it that hard? Yeah, I mean, it was definitely, um, again, like I, I, to Shabana's point, you know, I, I, I was, I guess I had some familiarities to it, so it wasn't, you know, completely foreign. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, that said, I definitely still had to take quite a few, um, uh, quite a few classes uh, just to understand more, you know, of Islam. Um Yes, you're right. Like, obviously, because I'm in love, I, I'm I'm very open and want to want to learn and want to try. Yeah. I mean, so you kind of need that motivation. But in a day, you know, you have, you have to believe in it as well. And so, uh, definitely took quite a few classes. Yeah, so there oh, are some wow. uh, like course, and it was good. You know, they had a really nice course designed for converts. And so, um, and you know, again, in a day, like there there is. I, I know it's very different, but there are still a lot of similarities to kind of you know how I was raised uh, in terms mm-hmm. of just again like surrendering and. Uh, kind of believing it in like in one God, and so um, it wasn't completely foreign. I just had to learn a few more concepts, and so once I did that and just get, started getting into religion more, um, mm-hmm. it became I guess easier. And then obviously, just seeing her, her, and her family, um, and kind of what they stand for, you know, also kind of gave more gave me I guess more confidence I guess in in kind of pursuing it. And so so yes, it took a while, but you know, it wasn't it wasn't completely um, you know foreign. How was the fasting? I mean, come oh. on, <laughs> tell I think me. The, uh, <laughs> the the lack of the no water is the hard no part. No water. <laughs> I mean, the food I can go without, but I'm I'm always on a lot of Zoom calls and so a lot of meetings and so it's it's I would say the first time I had to fast, uh, it was definitely challenging uh, right. the water part. And then I think this past year it was a lot easier and you just kind of get into the right rhythm. Momentum, yeah. And, and he started fasting last year and, you know, like a full month. Wow, um, yeah. It's, it was based on U.S. timing. So right. the, the fast last <laughs> 16 hours. <laughs> and it was, it was definitely not easy um, for a first-timer. Um, yes, he tried fasting um, in Singapore, uh, previously as well the hours were definitely shorter and so in US when he tried um, the full month last year you know there were challenges like he uh, like what he mentioned like he would 
feel thirsty and, um, and so on. But he he, he kind of got the hang of it, like yeah. the rhythm and the routine. So yeah, by the end of the month, you know, he he was actually quite he already adjusted to to that. Mm-hmm. Wow! Congrats, Mike. Yeah, that's that's like awesome. Like, what are the moments when you go like, oh my gosh, I really can't do this. I gotta do this. I gotta drink. Like, uh, what are the moments like that? Like, you know, I mean, it's not easy. Even as adults, right? The water thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, tough. And it's it, and it, and you're right. You know, fasting in the states and fasting in the. Uh, I mean, like for you as well, shops. I mean, like uh, when you fasted over in the states as mm-hmm. compared to Singapore, it's way longer hours. So I know it's challenging for the both of you. So. What are moments you're like? Oh my gosh, I can't do this, man. Yeah, I think uh, there's definitely a couple of times, and usually that's <laughs> when I I'll take a nap. I take a nap for a couple hours because you know get get the time to go by. Um, mm-hmm. but no, but I think again, like after the first few days, I guess yeah, you just get a rhythm, so you figure it out. Yeah. So for those who are listening, I mean, like this is possible. Yeah. I mean, like fasting is definitely possible. Um, having a really strong relationship and a support system with your with your husband as a husband and wife is definitely possible. So let's talk about you no know, the marriage. Let's talk about the marriage, right? It's been a really good two years. Over this weekend, I mean, like you're celebrating two years of of, of amazing relationship. But let's try to understand how do you really make it work. I know. I mean, the first year they always say is a hundred. Moon period. That's where you know you get to know each other. I mean, I've had that with my husband. Uh, you know, your cousin. So I, I know what is it like. And then you get to the second year, and then you go like, okay, this is serious. You know, we gotta really make this work as a couple. We are of two different, you know, ethnicity. We are two completely different people. How do you make it work uh, uh, through those challenging times? Because marriage is not easy. Mike and I, we both share um, similar values about a lot of things so that yeah. helps a lot yeah. um, we share the same outlook about a lot of things um, that I would say that uh, you know I would say that actually prevents a lot of arguments and and so on and in, if, if let's say we do have you know a disagreement and yeah. or you know we have challenges we uh, we aim to meet halfway so it's mm. it's a lot of give and take and you know it's it's accommodating it's evolving um, and it's it's always a work in progress um, yep. there's no such thing as a perfect couple we are still learning about each other you know he has got his strengths um, and weaknesses I've got my strengths um, and my weaknesses as well so we try to empower each other um, and yeah, I would say for couples out there, marriage, you know, it's it's a two-way street. Um, both parties have to put in the effort. Um, both parties have to evolve together. Not everything is going to be easy. We've made difficult decisions like, you know, to move mm-hmm. abroad and so on. But we can make it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes, well said, well said. And I, I like the fact that I like the fact that the advice was very realistic. Learning how to meet halfway. Mike, mm-hmm. do you feel the same way? Meeting halfway, is that important to you? Yeah, well, also, I think it's important to just know that the wife is usually right. Um, <laughs> I think that, that helps, but no, I think... That's uh, true. I think, yeah, you're, you're meeting halfway, but also just, again, from a value standpoint, uh, just mm. being, I think we're both very um, open um, and positive. And so, mm. you know, it, it just... Again, just trying to figure out what is the issue issue that we're trying to deal with, and and just having a conversation about it uh, is, is is important. And so, yeah, it, and so it means being flexible, but also being open and and willing to kind of change or learn. 
And you know what? I feel like uh, when as I'm hearing this conversation with the both of you, I, I feel like there's a lot of interracial couples out there. And I think, like I said, like the biggest fear for them is that judgment, um, the judgment they're going to get from the public, from the parents. And that is why they don't move on uh, with the relationship because that, that fear of rejection. But you made it work. You've made it work. You've learned and you showed me that like marriage and love take sacrifices and compromise. You taught me that like, you know, meeting halfway is really important. Um, and then now, you know, you're setting up your nest, you know, overseas, right, Shabana? I feel like there's a lot more, um, uh, a lot more that you are embracing uh, in terms of like, you know, the cultures and, and things like that. I kind of need to ask for those who are listening, right? Um, uh, and if you are, if you, if you are there and you're feeling lost with your relationship, I mean, Shabana and Mike made it work, right? So Shabana, any advice for the couples who are currently dating, right? And they have, they have that fear of moving forward with their relationship because of that fear of rejection. What can they do together as partners to make their relationship truly, truly work? Because the thing is, right, um, you guys have a sense of maturity, right? Uh, you guys are mature. You're in a space where you kind of know what you want to do. But what if, like, you know, we are, we are, we are talking to people, who, we are talking about my followers who are, like, maybe younger, and they don't want to, they don't want to pursue this because of their fear. Any advice, Shabana, uh, for, uh, for them? Um, it would be helpful to have a number of conversations about um, the relationship, um, and how it can evolve. So yeah. um, if, you know, a young couple is really serious <clears throat> about each other and they want to, they, they can see <clears throat> getting married to, to each other, then it's worth um, having the conversation. And um, it will take time um, for both parties to, you know, to, to really understand that cultures can be different, you know, and um, there will be, potentially you know stick learning curves and so mm. on um, mm. so once you know the couple is comfortable with that idea I think you know then they can progress to you know meeting the family and you know friends and you know learning about you know culture or the religion um, and uh, of course there might be difficult conversations uh, involved as well but it would be beneficial to do it I would say over time and, and not rush it um, and you know it's it's good to you know keep have an open mind um, yeah. throughout the process as well and to Nike's point just do it right mm-hmm. right Mike yeah no, I mean I, I you know just having us I do think in a day um you know, all the sacrifices we've done, I guess, yeah. you know, the, um, uh, it's been totally worth it. And so you, you gotta, I mean, if you feel like what you want to do is, is something you really want, I guess you got to yeah. take a risk and, and go for it. Cause it is again, in our, in our experience, it's, it's been, um, definitely worth it so just do it because it's worth it that should be the <laughs> motto right wow wow i i've had so much fun uh speaking to you both i think like uh, your story is one for the books uh, i know that you're going to create more and more adventures uh in the future i really really uh enjoy um you know just looking at you guys such a beautiful wonderful couple and inshallah really there's, there's so much more blessings coming along the way i hope you know that you know moving forward you know whatever that you 
know, your trajectories are, it's going to be a good one, um, you know, after this. And this is, uh, from my understanding, this is your first time coming on a podcast. Mike, thank you. Chabana, thank you so much for being on the podcast. I think your story is going to help so many more listeners. I thank you for your time. Mike and Shabana, this is this is uh, permission to fill the podcast. For those who are listening in, um, you know, you can follow on the adventures. I'm going to share a little bit more about, you know, what is what is truly an expert, you know, being abroad. I'm going to share pictures, you know, on social media and things like that for, for our followers. So thank you so much, Shabana and Mike, for your story. I, I hope to talk to you guys uh, soon. Thanks, Bella. Thanks for having us. us.